Please rise and welcome one another. Father God, I come to you Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the meeting you have for us this morning. Would you bless us and prepare us, Lord, for your word? I just pray, Lord God, as we worship, to be a worship to you in Jesus' spirit, and our hearts will be ready to hear your word. I'm praying, Father God, that you would speak to anybody who probably would believe in the name of Christ, Lord Savior, who gives a thought about this and direct them to you that day. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. We ask you to bless those, Lord, that are out traveling and those that are out sick today. Let them know the love they're praying for and bring them safely back to us. Robertson Avenue. I just want to thank each and every one of you that had been praying for my healing and my surgery. Uh, everything went well. As you can tell, I'm still standing, so uh, we're doing good. I'm just uh, continuing to uh, finish healing up, and I just praise God for all your, your prayers. And those of you that fixed food for me and my family during that time, I greatly appreciate that, and so does my wife. Let's all please stand.
morning. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, titled this morning's message is, Thank God. And let me tell you, that's what Thanksgiving is all about. It's not really about turkeys. It's not really about football. It's about thanking God. It's about being able to reach back into memory, pull back all those hard times that we've been through, and say, thank God He got us through it. Can I get an amen this morning? You know what? The first thing we need to be doing is thanking God it's not 2020 anymore. Amen? It's the year 2021, and here we are in another Thanksgiving Thanking God. He got us through another year. He gave us another chance. I don't know about you, but I get fired up and start thinking about there's another chance to bring my brothers, my sisters, my children, my parents to Jesus Christ. It's time for us to get that fire back in us. It's time for us to remember what Thanksgiving is all about. It's about what He did for us on the cross. It's about what He did for us, the price He paid for us. Thank you, God Almighty. Now we can let the weak say, I am strong. Now we can say to the poor, you are rich because of what God has done for us. You will begin with me in the book of Psalms. I'd love for you to start with me, please. In Psalm 136. Right. I love to hear those pages turn. Love to hear them. You know what I really love? This is funny. So I don't know why they do this, but when you buy a nice, beautiful Bible, they make it on the thinnest paper they can find, don't they? They want you to rip those pages. So you have to buy a new one. It's a conspiracy, I say. They're out there against you. Psalm 136, verse 1. And I love to hear those pages turn. Now, when I was in seminary, we got the Greek New Testament. I still had that Greek New Testament. And I remember doing five years inside that Greek New Testament. And uh, I remember one day, one of the students rose their hand and asked the professor, why does our Greek New Testament smell like onions? He said, it's funny you say that. They're printed on onion paper. And they are. To this day, if you want to come sniff my Greek New Testament, you can smell onions. There on the shelf, I will let you do that for a small fee of just nine ninety nine. But if you're at now, you can get two sniffs for the price of one. Give that thanks to the Lord. Isn't it nice to laugh in the house of God? You know, the Bible says, A merry heart doeth good, like a matter Psalm 136, verse 1, the Bible says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His mercy endureth forever. Can we go to the Lord in prayer this morning? Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Lord God, for your word. And I pray, Father God, your word would move in our hearts and move in our lives. May your spirit fall down like rain, Lord, that there would be revival this morning, that there would be repentance this morning, that there would be renewal and restoration and rejoicing in your house, Father God. If there be any that needs to come to know you as personal Lord and Savior, or any, Father God, that needs to get their heart right with you, or any that needs to be a part of us today, we would you let today be their day. We give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Like this, either that or you're going to explain. God's a good thing to get to this morning. 
you're one of those negative people this morning. Let's take on that attitude of gratitude. And you know, if you will do that, you'll often be you start to praise God. Did you know that? If you will start counting your blessings, if you will start being thankful for what God's given you, you'll find yourself praising God. He's your sister. And if you will start praising God, and you won't stop praising God, then you'll find yourself in a testimony about God in your life. Did you know that? That's right. It's like a domino effect. If you start praising, then you start preaching. Can I get an amen this morning? As you start preaching, you start giving testimony, then you're going to find yourself witnessing. Witnessing is when you go to the lost, and the lost people start realizing that you are here to tell them about God. And you know what that leads to? That leads to soul winning. I believe that the Bible says this word is here not come back again. Amen. It leads to soul winning. And soul winning leads us to revival. It leads us to renewal. It leads us to restoration and rejoicing in the house of God. Than a sinner that comes home. Amen? Sometimes, however, soul winning is the reason that attitude of gratitude. In fact, we're going to look at a parable this morning. A parable that Jesus tells us about this God who thanks God for being self righteous. He thanks God to be self righteous. It's a story where there were Luke 18, let's start there. Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. It's a very powerful, very small parable. Jesus is winding it up here, touching on four lines. But we don't need to go into what does it mean, but we can't miss the potential in Jesus and what he did for this man. He often spoke the parable from the perspective of themselves, but they were likely to be surprised and thankful. You might be sitting there in a seat. one of us has ever been righteous. Not a one of us has ever made ourselves right before God. Not a one of us has ever made ourselves worthy for God. Not one of us, no matter how good we think we are. And Jesus is preaching this parable to those who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. What is this? Go with me in your mind's eye. Remember about trusting in yourself. How much do you trust yourself? I grew up in an American lifestyle. I watched American movies. You know what my favorite movie stars were? Indiana Jones. That was a tough guy, wasn't it? Indiana Jones was a hero's hero. And he trusted in himself. And he trusted in his own thought pattern. And he trusted in his own advice. And he usually came through the danger without it. Well, he's still alive. That's amazing. Indiana Jones, what, number 19 now or something? Indiana Jones is on a walker now, you know? However, Tells us two men 
when you see a tax collector coming in the Bible, they get mad. Everybody watch the shows on TV, and they get mad when that the tax collector comes around, don't they? You know what else they get mad about? They get mad when the Pharisee comes around. The Pharisees brought their self-righteousness. And they brought their own interpretation of God's law. They brought an oral interpretation that was so grievous they despised. See the picture here. 
worshiping this morning. When we started singing, I began in my heart saying, Thank you, God, that I'm every bit as bad as that Pharisee thinks I am. I want to thank you, God, that I need a Savior. I want to thank you, God, that you sent a Savior for me. And you know what went through my mind?
might think you're better because you're fat. You might think you're better because you're tall. You might think you're better because you're short. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And yet that Pharisee had the gumption to turn around and say, Thank you, God. I'm not like him. But he really was, wasn't he? Just like him. In every way possible. He acted like him. He talked like him. He thought like him. Part of. 
every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And every one of us have a need for a Savior. No matter if we have the label Pharisee on us or the label tax collector on us, we are exactly the same. And we don't have the ability to stand up and say, Thank God I'm not like them. We should be saying, Thank God we are just like them because He realizes with 
him. What about life? What about life? He said, life is okay. I'll go on living. Why? Because God's children need to learn what I know. God's children need to understand that bad things happen to good people sometimes. And incidentally, the more godly you become, the more the world hates you. Can I get an amen on that? They're going to start blaming you. Here's a little picture for you in the future. Church, the world is going to start blaming us for what goes wrong. The Bible says that. I didn't say that. The Bible says they're going to start blaming us for bad things happening. It's that church's fault because you don't hold to our new way of thinking. You say what we're doing is wrong. You say the way we believe is sinful. I got news for the world. I got news for them. Neither death nor life is going to take me away from the love that's in Jesus Christ. I got news for them. If I have to go on living in this world, then I will stay in God's will and I will stay in God's plan. You know what else Paul said?
nothing on earth. There's nothing in heaven. There's nothing in Congress. There's nothing in government. There's nothing anywhere that can change a Christian's future. Because the love of God is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, what Paul is saying is, thank God. good and God loves you, and you'll be bad and God will destroy you. No, no. It's for bad people who say, I need a Savior. It's for bad people who say, I need to change. It's for bad people who realize, I need help. I can't change me. It's for that tax collector who realizes there's no one Look at me in Romans 8.35. We'll back up just a little bit. Paul said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? I know what that has to look like all the things we know here. Tribulation. And I believe tribulation is coming. That's persecution. That's blame. That's when they blame everything on Christians. They blame it on you. Why?
And so we saw that the Lamb of God would lay down His life willingly and pick it back up so that we might live. And look at the end of verse 1. His mercy endures forever. Listen to the Apostle Paul saying, I am persuaded, not death nor life, not death nor height, not angels, not principalities, nothing can separate us.
was a neat, neat, neat experience. We drove out to Menorah, and they still have things you can eat there in that uh, Niger uh, field. It's a wonderful deal. All right, so I did ask you when we first started if you would come forward and pray over our offering. Now, Bob, come ask the church to come up here just a minute. Go ahead. Thank you so much. I will see you.